0: Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter, in studio today with Eli McCann and Nick Morley. Hey, fellas.
1: Hi. Hey. How's it going? Pretty good. It's convenient that you two have different last names because people don't know that this is like a family podcast. Well, now they do, Eli. I know. I just outed you guys. I'm sorry. Oh, my
0: gosh. <laughs> Nick's my brother. Nepotism. Uh-huh. Nepotism. At its finest. <laughs> Eli and I are pretty much related. Right. We are on another podcast together.
2: Thanks, Megan.
0: You're welcome. Uh, what have you guys been watching?
2: Well, Westworld just ended.
0: Oh. You watched season two?
2: You know what? Actually, I didn't. Um, <laughs> I watched the first two episodes, and then I thought... You know
1: the question was, what have you been watching? I with? know. I know.
2: But the, the plan <laughs> is to binge it, because I didn't want to do the whole weekly thing. Uh, so I'm going to... I started that yesterday. I started the the most recent episode that I left off on, okay, because I knew that it finished, but um, sorry, did you have a follow up
0: question? Well, I just I heard season two was real bad.
2: I'm gonna find out i'm gonna I'm gonna see if it is as bad as everyone says it was. How'd
0: you feel about season one?
2: I really liked it um, are you not a fan?
0: I liked it in the beginning and then I hated it deeply like. Deeply
1: <laughs> tell me about that, Megan. So, I because I watched, um, I made it about three quarters of the way through season one and I couldn't do it anymore.
0: Oh, yeah, like I got to the point where I was like, I don't think I can take another episode. And then, a few episodes from the end, it started like getting interesting again. And then it ended, and I was like, What the hell was that?
1: <laughs> Why did you hate it deeply?
0: It was so boring yeah. after a while, yeah, like so gratuitous that I was bored, yeah. Um, I was like, You're just trying to shock huh. me. And it's boring. Um, I ended and I was like, I don't know if I want to spend any more time with any of these characters. Mm -hmm. But you do.
2: I do. Is that terrible of me? It's not
0: terrible. I'm intrigued. I just don't have the emotional energy.
1: I can't do it. You know what? Recently, somebody said to me this thing that I've heard in different variations throughout my life where they're like, don't rain on other people's parades. If somebody likes something, then you know let them like it and just like let it be because their life is short and yada yada yada. And but what if obviously it's crap. I know, but and I was like, I was like, yeah, I want to be better at not like crapping on things that people like that aren't like morally objectionable and yada yada. But then I was like, oh, I do this podcast, and that's pretty much the purpose of this podcast. Absolutely, it's true.
0: Speaking of Jurassic World, just oh. or Fallen Kingdom. I feel like we should all go because we're going to hate it.
1: Okay. So I will go with you. Meg, do you know that our relationship is basically based on Jurassic World? Yes, I do. Because a few years ago, I wrote a scathing review of Jurassic World. It was like the meanest thing I've ever written about anything. And Meg, who never comments on anything on the internet, no, commented on my blog, and she left such a funny comment. It was also a scathing review of Jurassic World that I responded to Meg. I didn't know her. We had met, but I didn't realize. Yeah. I responded to Megan. I was like, oh, my gosh, be my best friend and whoever you are. And she responded back and she's like, we've met you idiot. (laughs) Yeah. And then after that, we started working together. (laughs) Direct quote.
0: Here we are today.
1: So I will go to Jurassic World with you because I feel like we have to. Yeah, I do,
0: too. It's symbolic. (laughs) Uh, Eli, what have you been watching?
1: So I finally, finally yesterday got myself to watch the documentary Winter on Fire. Used. I don't know what that is. OK, so it was nominated for the for an Oscar two years ago. It's the documentary about the war, the fighting in Kiev, Ukraine from 2014. Uh, okay, And it just covers like a, a one or two month period. And um, I have so I lived in Ukraine. I served a Mormon mission there many years ago. I've been back a lot. I know a lot of people there I actually went to Kiev right after the rioting and like saw the destruction. And when the documentary came out, I was. I knew i wanted to see it but like i just have not been able in the last few years to get myself emotionally to just like sit down and and see it because i knew it was going to be hard to watch um but i'm going to ukraine in a couple of weeks and i'm going with with someone and i and he doesn't know anything about ukraine i was like it'd probably be interesting for him to like watch this thing about a place we're about to go visit so yesterday i was like do you want to just watch this thing and he was like yeah whatever like not that interested It was one of the best things I have ever, ever seen really and Hmm. and I know it's not just not just for me Like I have a connection to the place So I was particularly interested but Skyler who watched it with me was like sobbing through it and he after it was over He was like couldn't believe how much it had impacted him It's very inspirational because you see like all these people just like fighting for something that they believe in it feels very current because it's not like watching something from the 70s in a faraway land like it's these people who are like connected on social media now, like literally going to war in their like town square, and it's the the footage is very raw. It's it is difficult to watch, um, but it's it's incredibly inspiring, and it's a really well done story. Like you don't need to know anything about the situation to just watch this and and kind of see point A to point B. Like this is what they were upset about, and this is what ended up happening. Um, I think it, it's very violent. It's difficult to get through. Some of the images are really graphic, but I think everybody should watch it. I would recommend it to all people because I think that uh, it like shows uh, like the uh, bravery of people in a way that I think is a little bit rare. I've never seen a documentary that was as inspiring as this was for me. Um, there are aspects of it that are really heartbreaking. They follow a 12-year-old boy who's like in the conflict himself, like fighting, uh, literally a 12-year-old boy fighting in the war, wow. and they follow him through it, and it, that's really inspiring and sad. And And so anyway, I finally watched it, and I recommend it to all people, whether you're a documentary person or not.
0: Sounds like a real hilarious, jovial
2: <laughs> Sounds really <time>. uplifting. <laughs> yeah. Where is it streaming for the Oh for Netflix? The you can, okay. You
1: can just get it on Netflix. It's called it's called Winter on Fire.
0: Okay. Winter on Fire. Okay. Uh well, since you're not gonna ask, I'm just gonna tell you. I have been watching <laughs> Jeez. Brooklyn nine nine still. Uh huh. I'm on season four. I think they're all on Hulu. And I just really enjoy it. I watch an episode or two a night before I fall asleep. Mm. Um and it's just uh a happy, good place to spend time. It's Michael Shore who did The Office and Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and, and the good place. The good place, and he's just really good at building communities you want to be a part of. Yeah, and Brooklyn Nine Nine is like that.
1: Okay, where can I where can I start the show? I've been meaning to Hulu. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm I'm gonna start it. Um,
0: I also recently returned from vacation, uh, mm-hmm. and it was a six hour flight to in there, and so I got to watch the movies
1: do you want to tell everybody what you recommended i watch on a plane
0: it's my turn to talk (laughs) so i got to watch four movies there a couple movies back the back was a red eye and i tried to sleep whatever so on the way there i watched pitch perfect three yikes bad moms oh molly's game
2: oh man i don't even know what that is these are not winners
0: (laughs) and game night I like Game Night. I like Game Night, too. Eli hated Game really? Night. I'm getting
1: on a plane, and Meg like it tweets at me, or she tweeted to the twi- Twitterverse, and she's like, Game Night's the best ever. Watched it on a plane. And I was <laughs> like, oh, good. I'm about to watch a film I on object. a plane. I object.
0: That right, is not whatever. what I said. You know. I said of the four movies, <laughs> one of which was Bad Moms. Game night was the best. The only best. good thing
1: about game night was that Landry and Coach T were both. No, no
0: it. way! It is a great movie. It's mm.
1: funny. No, it's funny.
0: It's funny. It's unexpected. No.
1: Okay, I didn't <laughs> finish it though. What, how does it end? Um. You know, I
0: don't even want to talk to you about
1: this. <laughs> well, the plane landed. What was they supposed to do? They won't let you stay on the plane to finish your movie. When I've you, asked.
0: You had a return flight home.
1: Yeah, I hated that movie so much. But on the way home, I was reading a book about Paul Simon. Oh,
0: brother. <laughs> uh, anyway, really liked Game Night. I thought it was a delightful movie. Um, I really like Rachel McAdams, and I thought she was yeah. great. And I really like... Um, uh,
2: Jason Bateman.
0: Not really Jason Bateman. Uh, From New Girl, Winst- Winston.
2: Oh, I don't know
1: his name. He's just Winston. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's just Winston. Yeah. You... Um, we support Rachel McAdams in whatever she does because she brought us Regina George. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: She could do um, the Monopoly movie. I'd watch it. Um, <laughs> on the way home, I watched Bad Moms Christmas. Cuz uh, now I'm those invested are different? In, yeah, I'm invested in the uh, Bad Moms universe. Real bad guys. <laughs> wasn't worse than so, so, so the original wasn't
2: yeah. bad enough. You just you know? had to go in for the sequel. I was just
0: like too curious to not watch it. Oh my god! I just had to know how bad it actually was, and it's real bad. <laughs> hmm. But I think maybe the worst movie I watched on those fights was Molly's Game, because what it takes itself so seriously. It's an Aaron Sorkin movie about a woman who starts a uh, poker game. A weekly high stakes poker game, which is actually legal, but turns out a lot of her players were part of the Russian mafia. Of course, I just told you the whole plot of the movie. It's like a three hour movie. (laughs) (laughs) It is so drawn out and overdone and eye rolly. And you know, it's Aaron Sorkin, so she goes on like these long monologues. Everyone just talks in monologues, and it was super cringy. but I kind of wanted to see it, you know, just to know how bad it was. And yeah. a plane ride was the perfect opportunity for that. Takeaway, I recommend Game Night. Really. can't really recommend Bad Mom's Christmas.
1: Did, have you guys seen um, the Mr. Rogers documentary yet? It just came out.
0: I don't think, as a Not pregnant yet. woman, I don't think I can you handle it. You don't think it. you can handle it? I think, like, a TV commercial made me cry the other day. Yeah. So I don't, have you seen it?
1: No, but I'm really excited really to see it. I really want
0: to see it. I just...
1: And, oh, I there, and don't there's don't want to feel all those feels. There's a Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary that's out, too, and I've been meaning to go see that one.
0: Yeah, I've heard it's good.
1: Yeah, me too. All
0: right. I just am lazy. Anyway, <sighs> we're here today for one reason, mm. and that's to talk about season two premiere of Queer Eye on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I loved season one of Queer Eye. Yes. Because I was expecting just another makeover show. Mm-hmm. with a little more flair, a little more personality than um, like what not to wear because the men involved are so great. Jonathan Van Ness is...
1: He's a perfect human. He's
0: God's gift to the world. Yes. Um, And so I was blown away by how emotional I was watching every episode of season one. Mm-hmm. Season two, I feel like maybe they're taking themselves a little too seriously.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Episode one... They're not even doing a makeover. They're just kind of like trying to make you cry.
1: Wait, which one was episode one? I'm like halfway through this season. So they
0: go and see this woman named Mama oh, yeah. Tamia. Yeah. And they help her rebuild, rebuild a community center. They like dye her hair. That's all they do yeah. makeover wise. Mm-hmm. And they're all just crying about how wonderful a woman she is. And I'm like, show me what she should be wearing <laughs> show me how she should apply her makeup. Yeah. Show me interior design techniques because this is a makeover show. Yeah. And that's still what I want. Yeah. From Queer Eye. Uh,
1: and I'm I'm gonna go go ahead and say it because episode one was a perfect example of it. Why is Anthony on this show?
0: There is no reason for Anthony what to be on this show. Is
1: his point? He's I, not even funny. Like, he's not even interesting. He's just, like, there. And I'm he's like,
0: super f- handsome. Stop. Super, super eh. handsome. No, super Karamo handsome. Karamo
1: is the most handsome of Karamo them.
0: Karamo is very, also They useless. already have,
1: well, Karamo is more useful than Anthony.
0: I just finished the Handyman episode where they remake this guy who's, like, a handyman and way into Burning Man. Oh, Literally all Antony did was mix some peanuts with like cilantro. <laughs> That's it.
1: You know that this is like a whole thing on the internet. I finally looked it up because I was trying to find, he made that, he made like some creamy dressing and I was like trying to find that recipe to see like what it actually, what was actually in it. Yeah. And I Googled like Antony's whatever recipe. Green and goddess. The internet, gr- the green oh, goddess, yeah, yeah. The internet is just full of people like, so Antony can't cook, right? We all know this, right? <laughs> and apparently now he's going to open a restaurant in New York and I saw somebody tweeted today and was like no thank you i already know how to open a container of hummus
0: <laughs> there's one episode where he's like i'm gonna show you how to make hot dogs <laughs> <they're> like, <laughs> meanwhile bobby's redoing their house he's like taking it down to the studs
1: <laughs> so i think um the, the only reason why i say caramo is is better than anthony is at least in season two They have found people who have a lot more, like, emotional problems, and I actually do think he's been pretty good at, like, sitting down with people during the whole week and just, like, talking about the problems with them and, like, finding resources for them. But, like, Anthony, so I I still think they could do the show without Karamo. I I don't think he's that valuable, but Anthony is, like, complete dead weight. Oh, yeah. I think they could do the entire show with just Jonathan and Tan.
0: Jonathan and Tan and Bobby—
1: but, I mean, Tan could probably direct a crew to remodel a house himself. Oh, like, yeah. They don't really need Bobby and there. And I think that's
0: all Bobby does yeah. is, like, tell the crew what to do, which yeah. is fine. Someone's got to do it. Um, why don't we just call Karamo therapist instead of culture? They call him culture.
1: Or why don't they just get a real therapist?
0: Why don't they get a real—I th- mean, but he is handsome, so I guess— He is handsome, There's that, but they could trim some fat and make every episode a little shorter because I've started kind of fast-forwarding. make every
1: episode have more Jonathan in it. More
0: Jonathan. Always more Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug my favorite YouTube series, which is Gay of Thrones. (laughs) Starring Jonathan Van Ness. Oh,
1: it's amazing. Uh,
0: So while Game of Thrones is airing, the next day Jonathan Van Ness, well, a couple days later, uh, releases Gay of Thrones, wherein he and whomever's hair he's doing he's a hairdresser discuss the latest episode of Game of Thrones I have yet to see an episode of Game of Thrones but mm-hmm. I am completely caught up on Game of Thrones because of gay of thrones yeah. and, and it, it is so it's funny It's not
1: so much of a discussion as it is Jonathan giving a recap to a very confused person who's getting their hair done
0: absolutely and
1: it's like a fast-paced like
0: he has nicknames for everyone
1: 40% accurate recap Baby
0: case too. Yeah <laughs> Uh, some... Christina
1: Aguilera over there with <laughs> her hands all up—it's cute. <laughs> he like refers to the people in the show.
0: So good. Someone suggested that Jonathan Van Ness uh, narrate Planet Earth, which I oh. would—I would. That was all I would watch for the rest of my life is Jonathan Van Ness mm-hmm. narrating Planet Earth. <laughs> Nick, you have not seen Queer Eye.
2: I have not. Tell me what? why. You know, I haven't I haven't really heard much of it until you mentioned that we were going to do this
0: podcast. That is shocking to me. Yeah. Are you on the internet?
2: Yeah. I mean.
1: Let me I, just say, for people like you who haven't seen it and anybody <laughs> out there who has been resistant to the idea, I will tell you that I, for one, hate makeover shows, and I hate most reality TV, so I resisted it for a long time. Sure. But Meg kept telling me to watch it. I finally watched episode 1 of season 1 and it really is like a different thing than I was expecting. Okay. And now I just eat it up. It's amazing. Cuz I'm not into reality TV yeah.
2: much. So it is not it, your typical so
1: HGTV kind of show. Tell me
2: if you guys could sell me on it a little bit. What's the what's the draw?
0: <sighs> how do you How do you hold a moonbeam in your hand? <laughs> Something
2: so so perfect. It's
0: these five gay guys okay. who are all beautiful, um, and are all very skilled in what they do. With the exception of Anthony, so they bring something different Anthony. to the
2: table besides the guy that can so open peas. There's
0: and... there's a fashion specialist okay. who is tan from actually Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. the patron saint of Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah, and he's got great hair. Great hair. He's Scottish. He's Muslim, Scottish. Um, beautiful. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Van Ness, Gay of Thrones, who is. The
1: funniest th- human alive. Who is so a hairdresser. Funny. Grooming. Mm-hmm.
0: They call him like the grooming specialist. Okay. Bobby, who handles the home. Remodel. Remodel, redecorating. Um, Kumaro. Karamo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Kumaro. Close. <laughs> Am I a racist? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, Put a
2: Twitter poll out right now.
0: They They give him like this weird culture title, which yeah. doesn't really mean anything. And they kind of find weird stuff for him to do. Like, yeah. I made a website for you to start selling your things. Um, and then Anthony, who just opens hummus. Um, and He's supposed together, to teach them how
1: to cook, but he, like, doesn't do anything. Got it.
0: Together, they people nominate, you know, hot messes hot in their messes. lives, who are usually men. And the Fab Five make over this man's life. Okay. So they... The first episode, the very first episode, is this man named Tom, and he's kind of a slob, and he's divorced, but he still really loves his ex-wife. He's, like,
1: in his 50s, maybe 60.
0: Yeah, just doesn't really know how to take care of himself. And so they, like, teach him how to, like, trim his beard properly and, like, how to dress for his body. And they redo his house and help him get organized, and Anthony teaches <laughs> him to make guacamole. Um, <laughs> Literally. <laughs>
2: That's By opening a
1: package of guacamole. Somebody remodels his house and Anthony <laughs> teaches him to make guacamole. Which is
0: like, great, you know, cool, makeover show. But then the Fab Five, who they go back to their loft in Georgia and they watch as Tom participates in an activity wearing his new cool outfit, his hair's done the way Jonathan has taught him to do his sure. hair. In this case, it's he's going to a car show yeah. with his ex-wife who he's asked on a date. And he's like excited to show her how nice he looks. And he takes her back to his house and it's like clean and nice. At this point you're bawling. Yeah. Like you're
1: <laughs> well, that's you're the sobbing. Thing. They don't just find hot messes, they find hot messes who are like really lovable people. Sweet, okay. sweet yeah. men. So you know you know like every um teenager movie from the nineties where there's a makeover scene and like she's all that and she comes down the stairs. Queer Eye is just that scene every episode. It's like yes. it's it's the really? makeover scene that okay. everybody likes. But it's like yeah. a
0: man who like has never learned how to love himself has finally found love. Like every time, every time <laughs> <Yeah>. he's like. <laughs> and it's
1: amazing how much better they look. Yes. Like you see these just people by, like, and you're like, oh my god, Trimming
0: their beard yeah. or like wearing a shirt that fits. They're like yeah. completely new people. Yeah. You're a mess. Jonathan's always bawling on the couch. Like it's just like a very like. Yeah. People are good.
1: There's an episode mm-hmm. in season one that I was crying so hard I thought my neighbors were gonna call the police. <laughs> Meg warned me about it, and I was like, eh, "How bad can it be?" It was hard. And then
0: there's a lot of like element of like we're gay, we're in Georgia.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, because they're all in Georgia. Yeah, right? they.
0: I think because filming's cheap in Is Georgia. Is that where all
1: the cases are from too? Yeah. The, so far, okay.
0: season one. Well, like they
1: just drive around Georgia and fix up all the Georgian men. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that this. This season, season one, season two is actually season one split up. Okay. And so they did it all in Georgia. Um, Mm. But it's a lot of like, I'm a Christian, but I think the gays are A-okay. Like there's just a lot of like, we're all getting along in the age of Trump. And like, mm, Mm. it's very kumbaya. But not, with the exception of episode one of season two, it's not so in your face that you want to puke.
1: Yeah.
0: Am I did I describe it? I
1: think that's right um it doesn't feel heavy-handed to me
0: no season one of episode two i was like what are we even doing what is the show but then it got back on track and was like patterned shirts should be worn with skinny jeans for a tall lean look and,
1: this is the french tuck this is the french <laughs> <laughs> and now i realize that he always does the french tuck yeah, all the time to
0: look longer and leaner
1: yeah longer and leaner i tried it the other day it's hard to keep the shirt tucked in at the front just barely it's the French tuck is where you barely tuck your shirt in at the front okay, and nowhere else.
2: Huh.
0: Do you belt with a French tuck? I have been. Hmm.
1: Am I not supposed to? I don't know. <laughs> it was left ambiguous. You're the man.
0: <laughs> it's a show for men.
1: That's true. I
0: just watch it and cry.
1: <laughs> I've had to stop following. So I started following all of them on Instagram, and I've had to stop following them one by one because their Instagram presence is annoying. A little annoying. Except for Jonathan. He's very funny on Instagram. Yeah. But like eh, it's just I know like self promotion is kind of that's what Instagram is, but it's like so self promotional that I'm like, I don't want to see fifty more model shots of you, Anthony. Right. Like learn to cook. Maybe <laughs> spend more time cooking.
0: I mean, one episode he buys someone a pasta maker that doesn't work. And so the yeah. guy has to like cook dry pasta instead. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, Anthony, you had one job. <laughs> <laughs> he's so darn handsome though oh, yes. anyway uh, Queer Eye season 2 available now on Netflix so I, you're
2: saying it's losing its way so far it,
0: it, it's it's done better since episode 1 but I am bothered that like the intro now is like the image on Netflix is like someone grabbing a tissue from a box with all their faces uh, on it I'm they're like, leaning mm. into it too hard you're a makeover show. That's what I want you to be. Sure.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: The emotional surprises are just secondary to this being a makeover show.
1: I've been just as entertained by season two as season one. It's still entertaining. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I think it's in it for the long haul. All right.
1: Two thumbs up.
0: <sighs> Anything else?
1: Mm,
0: nope. Okay. That's all I got. Great. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next week. What are we talking about next week?
1: Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Let's do Jurassic World next week. Let's go next weekend. I don't have any plans.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone.
1: All right, bye.